Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mornings with Brian. This is the second in the two-part series, Grandma Lola, the Woman, the Legend. I hope that you enjoyed the first part of this series as much as I enjoyed telling stories about her. You know, she was such an incredible woman, and I often wonder what she would think about what's going on around us in the world today, what kind of piece of advice that she would have for us as we try to navigate the things that are going on in our lives and are that are going on in the world. So I hope that you are all staying um, safe and sound and that you're taking care of yourselves and your families and your loved ones, and that you're finding a way to live life the best that we can as we you know, try to do what we need to do to stay safe and well. They say when life deals you lemons to make lemonade, and that's what we've been trying to do um, here as a part of the Bring Smiles to Seniors program that I run. Uh, last year, we delivered 72,000 cards almost. This year, we're almost over 129,000, which is a testament to this, you know, the need because of seniors being in isolation. So I know Grandma Lola's up there. You know, I started that program in honor of her. Now it lives on in her memory, and I know her guiding hand is keeping us, keeping seniors smiling all across America, which is uh, very exciting to me. So I'm going to share with you five more stories about her today. Um, These stories and many others can be found in my new book that's available on Amazon and Kindle or paperback. It's called Mornings with Ron, Messages to Provoke Thoughts, Inspire the Heart, and Feed the Soul. And I hope that somehow the words in the book, should you obtain it, Um, find their way into your heart and help you navigate your life path. So let's get on with this week's episode with uh, the first story about Grandma Lola called I'm There. We often hear from teachers about some parents' lack of involvement in their children's lives. This includes classes where many students no longer have both parents involved, parent-teacher nights where two to three parents show up, or emails that go unanswered when there are critical situations that need to be addressed. Fortunately, I was not one of those children. I was involved in many activities growing up. I was a member of the band since middle school, participated in speech and oratorical contest, was a member of 4-H, active in student government, and a member of drama class, just to name a few. I cannot remember a single event where I would look out in the audience and not find my grandmother and mother sitting there. They worked their schedules around mine, and they never said they were too busy or simply could not attend. Because they were always there, I think I took it for granted that it was just the norm. I remember one instance where I had been selected to participate in the American Legion oratorical contest. One of the requirements was that I had to deliver a speech, not from paper, but from memory. I was having difficulty memorizing the speech, and my grandmother sat with me and had me read it and recite it over and over. When she and I would go on our outings, she would even have me practice it with the people we were visiting. Just when I thought I could not study it anymore, she would have me recite it again. And one night it just clicked, and I went on to win local, district, and regional contests and placed second in the state. I remember one of our local members came over to me after the contest was over and told me how I had let them down by not winning. And true to form, my grandmother and mother stepped in, delivered a few choice words of their own, and let them know just how proud they were of my accomplishment. As he sheepishly wandered off, they turned what could have made me feel like a failure into a proud moment that still resonates with me today. We sometimes forget that our actions have a lasting impact on how our children develop and feel about themselves. 
Early lessons give them a sense of confidence and purpose and set them on a path that will shape them later in life. Because my grandmother and mother were always there, I had the protection that I needed to avoid the feelings of failure that could have ensued. This was just one of the many experiences that explains why I have been so passionate about having children involved in the Bring Smiles to Seniors program. I want them to learn early on the importance that seniors continue to play in our lives and why it is so necessary for us to remember and appreciate the fact that they were there for us. The lessons I learned early on made me the man I am today. Elders in our lives have amazing guidance to give if we take the time to listen. As children, we think we know it all. We don't, and that's a lesson we sometimes learn a little too late. This next message is called uh, Grandma Lola May, The Delivery. Bring Smiles to Seniors was started because of my grandmother, and it will live on in her memory. Because it was started in the last year of her life, I often wondered if she ever really knew that I had done it. I told her about it and described it to her, but the mute reaction that she had to my description left me wondering if she truly knew. On one of my visits to her, my friend Linda, who has been with the Bring Smiles to Seniors program from the beginning, accompanied me on my visit to her senior community in Okeechobee, Florida. We had decided to do a card delivery on this visit and hand out cards to the residents there. However, when we arrived and found my grandmother bright and alert that day, we came up with a much different plan that turned out to be one of the best decisions we could make. Usually, we go into communities, we hand deliver the cards to the residents one by one. We chat with them and tell them to have a wonderful day. We see the smiles on their faces when they open a card from a stranger, and sometimes they can't see well enough to read the card, and we read it to them out loud and watch the brightness that comes across their faces. On this visit, we got the idea to have Grandma do the deliveries herself. So, we loaded her up with cards, pushed her through the aisles in her wheelchair, and began an amazing journey with her. Helping people was at the very core of my grandmother's beliefs. Even in the late stage of her life, that belief never left her. The smile on her face as she handed the cards to the residents gave me the answer I was looking for. She knew what we were doing. Not only did she know, she was part of it. She laughed, she smiled, and you could tell by the look on her face that she was in her element as she handed each resident their card. On this day, she wasn't a dementia patient in a nursing home. She was the grandmother I always knew. I was reminded of the importance of treating her that way. It is so important when dealing with dementia and Alzheimer's patients not to forget that they are still people. Treat them like they understand and give them a reason to be present. This moment was not only heartwarming and fulfilling for us, it gave my grandmother an hour of normalcy. At that point in time, she was who she had always been when she was at her best. From grandma's smile with the bag of cards in her lap at the beginning of the delivery, to the high five with Linda when the delivery was finished, every moment was filled with a sense of accomplishment. Over the years in the Bring Smiles to Seniors program, we've experienced special moments that will stay with us a lifetime. But this visit will always be dearest to me because it was then that I knew that Grandma was aware of the program and what we were doing. I believe in all my heart that she understood, and at that very moment, she infused Bring Smiles to Seniors with the lifeblood that will keep it going for many years to come. If you encounter a person with dementia or Alzheimer's this week, give them a hug. Let them know they are loved. Treat them as if they're still there and remind them that they matter. 
This next message is one of my favorites because it's one of the memories that stands out most about my grandmother in my childhood. And it just kind of shows the strength and resilience of the type of woman that she was. She lived her life. She didn't care what others thought. And she knew that she did right by people and right by herself. And uh, she would get right into work situations with the best of them. And so this message is called The Social Hall. If you build it, they will come, is a line from the charming 1989 movie Field of Dreams. The line caught on and became part of American conversation. It's a movie about a man who resolves a lifelong internal conflict with his father by building a baseball field in the middle of an Iowa cornfield. And people did come to watch baseball. Sometimes this saying gets played out in real life with similar heartwarming results. Such is the case with the First United Methodist Church in Okeechobee, Florida. My grandmother was a member of the First United Methodist Church since she moved to Okeechobee in the 1940s from Miami. My mom and dad were married there. My brother and I were baptized and attended church there until we moved away. Grandma always made sure we were at Wednesday evening service, Sunday school, and Sunday morning evening services. We were also a part of the church youth group. The church had no social facilities, and the parishioners decided to add an extension to the existing building that would become the social hall for church gatherings. The church called on people with expertise in carpentry, electrical, and construction to help build this new wing. Can you guess who was the first one to raise her hand? Every day after work and on Saturdays, my grandmother was a strict believer that you didn't work on Sunday. My grandmother was there. She had a tool belt around her waist and a hammer in her hand, and she was climbing ladders alongside the men working on the building. When they were tired at night and ready to quit for the day, she would urge them to stay a little longer. When they were gone, you could go down to the building and find her there alone, finishing up any last-minute tasks or cleaning up from the day's work, using up her last bit of energy. She would then get up in the morning, go to her job managing the warehouse, and was right back out there again in the evening. Some people watched in awe, and others were appalled that she would insert herself into men's work, but she didn't care. Grandma never lived her life caring what others thought. She lived it knowing that she was secure in who she was and in her faith. The hall still stands today as a living testament to her and others who made it a reality. Several years ago, we used the hall for the repass after her funeral service. As I sat there having my meal, I could still feel her presence and looked around in awe at what she had been a part of. Sometimes people try to put us in boxes where they think we should be. But if we open those boxes and let our true selves come out, the things we can accomplish in the world are amazing. The next time you're facing a challenge, think about Grandma Lola on the ladder with her hammer. Dig deep and maybe you will find the inner strength to accomplish what you thought was impossible. This next message makes me laugh every time I think about it because I think it probably gave my mother a heart attack back in the day. But it was uh, another one of those examples of just how strong my grandmother was and had no fear of life. She just lived it. And this message is called The Hitchhiker. It was a different world growing up as a boy in the 60s and 70s. I spent a lot of time on the road with my grandmother, who went out of town visiting family and friends, which often took us not only all over Florida, but to all the states between Florida and Pennsylvania, and one special trip to Canada. Back in those days, there were a lot of hitchhikers. Most of the time, they were military men trying to get from one town to another. Some had just come back from the war. Others were men who just needed to get somewhere. No matter where we went, we never passed a hitchhiker without stopping to offer them a ride. 
never. This was a little unnerving for me and even more unnerving for my mother, but my grandmother didn't care. Helping people was in her DNA, and if she saw someone in need, she helped. Granted, in those days, we didn't have the heightened concerns that exist today. There was an instance that stands out for me that taught me a lesson about the power of generosity. On one of our trips to South Florida, we passed a broken-down truck on the side of the road. It was a delivery truck, and the man standing by the truck trying to get a ride seemed to be in great despair. As always, we pulled up alongside the truck, and Grandma spoke to the man to see what help she could offer. He said he needed a part for the truck, but we were 10 miles from the nearest town. Grandma insisted that we take him into town to get the part he needed, and off we went. Of course, we waited, and as soon as the part was secured, we took the man back to his truck. But did we just drop him off and go on our way? No. Grandma, of course, helped him fix the truck. When he was done, he went to the back of the truck and took out a little box and handed it to me to say thank you. You see, this was no ordinary truck. The reason he was in such despair was that he was hauling packaged food that the astronauts used on their space flights. That was exactly what was in the box he gave to me. To this day, I wish I saved it, but I was hungry, so of course, I ate it. Because of his kind gesture, I also learned a lesson of compassion and caring that resonates with me all these years later. A small act of kindness is often rewarded with a corresponding act of kindness, even when it isn't expected. Most likely today, one would never think of picking up a hitchhiker on the side of the road. The world is a lot different and a lot scarier than in those days. My guess is, though, that if there's any chance there are cars in heaven, Grandma's door is still wide open to anyone she passes who needs a ride. This final message I'll share with you um, had to do with part of the story that I already told you about how I used to practice my speeches with my grandmother, but it was always a reminder of how to uh, kind of push through when you're going through a difficult situation and that how you can find that resilience within to um, you know keep yourself going when you're feeling some kind of pain or something you're experiencing. And so this last message is called the toothache. When I was in high school, I was involved in speech and debate. As part of those activities, I often participated in oratorical contests that were sponsored by the American Legion. One of the contest requirements was that the student had to deliver both a memorized speech and an extemporaneous speech based on a series of topics. For me, memorization was the hardest part, as the speeches were quite lengthy. I had a way to help me practice. When my grandmother and I would visit friends and shut-ins around town, she would have me recite the speech for them. She knew the more exposure and opportunity I had to recite and repeat the speeches, the more words would sink in and the memorization would finally occur. And while most people were gracious and gladly sat through my speech, I'm sure there were some who probably got a little tired of listening to me, but they politely indulged me. One weekend stands out for me. I was staying at my grandmother's house, and she had set aside time for us to keep working on memorization. Unfortunately, I also had a massive toothache which was greatly affecting my concentration, and all I wanted to do was quit and surrender to the pain. There were no dentists working on the weekend, and I was going to have to endure until we could get to one on Monday. The contest was two weeks away, and I wasn't feeling confident, so my grandmother insisted that continued practice was important and that I would need to cope with my pain. She reminded me that there would be times in my life when situations would come up that would not be helpful to what I was trying to accomplish. She said there may be times when I'd be dealing with pain, raw emotions, uncomfortable circumstances, 
or other outside influences that would keep me from focusing on my intended goal. She suggested that it was in those times I would need to dig deep to find the inner strength to pull me through. I was never to take my eyes off the ultimate objective. At the time, I didn't understand how any of that would make my tooth feel any better. However, as I look back at that moment, I now see that it was the catalyst for how I would deal with similar situations in the future. That year, I went on to win oratorical contests at the local district and regional levels and came in second at state finals. I was successful because I found the will to persevere. Today, when things seem to be dire, I go back to that moment in my conversation with my grandmother. I dig a little deeper to find the inner strength to get through whatever I may be facing. Growing up, we often fail to see that parents and grandparents usually know best. It is only later in life that we discover that to be true. Seniors have a wealth of information to help guide and shape us if only we would listen. Many times we do not listen, only to later discover that we wish we had. So there you go. That's the final part in our series, uh, Grandma Lola, the woman, the legend. And as you can see, I learned a lot from her growing up and you know, I miss her terribly. She's been gone four years this year and uh, I feel her hand and her strength every day. I hope that there's someone in your life that was important to you, a grandparent or a parent that helps you navigate your life path as you try to figure out the way forward as we go up against some of these difficult situations. I know that I've drawn on her strength through this COVID situation where we've been home for months and not being able to do all the things that we love to do, passion for travel, the passion for going out to different restaurants. But I've been able to take some of her energy and channel that into continuing to make the world a better place with the Bring Smiles to Seniors program. I was recently chosen uh, by the, the Smile with Lays campaign to be on some of their potato chip bags for the work that we're doing with Bring Smiles to Seniors. So if you happen to be out in a store and you're looking down the potato chip aisle, look for kettle cooked jalapeno and kettle cooked uh, beer cheese. And you're likely to find my face on the front of the bag and then uh, my picture on the back with uh, some information about the program there. So there, that's it for this week. I hope that you um, got something out of these messages. I hope that something I said resonates with you and there's something that you'll be able to use as you navigate your life path. So with that, until next time, be well, be safe, and remember to be the reason that someone smiles. <music>